chief everything officer. Chief badass lady. Um, she wouldn't use those words, but I will. Of the female athlete mission, also known as the FAM. We're obsessed with that name. We're obsessed with Natalie. This conversation was so fun. Um, we got to hear her story, a little bit of her testimony. Um, her life in soccer, her life after soccer. just building this community and this platform for women athletes to encourage one another totally. and women non-athletes to, NARPs, to encourage each other. I don't know what NARP means. Listen. Listen and find out. All right. Well, here is Natalie Lawrence. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. This is so fun to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I was asking you before if this is your first podcast. I was really hoping that it would be, but you are like so famous that you've been on guests on other podcasts. No, before. no, only once, and this this feels legit. Okay, because so, we're yeah. in my dining room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm kind of secretly a fangirl of both of you. So for different, secretly, okay, yeah, not secretly <laughs> at all. But yes, no, we're, we're so happy that you are here. Wait, wait, wait. This is the first time I've been interviewed by a podcast that I listen to. Oh, okay. good qualification. There you go. I've been listening to you guys forever, and now look at this. I like that. We what can a take dream. That. We can take that acclaim and um, just run with it. Because, yeah, if you aren't listening to it, then yeah. is it really worth it? <laughs> yeah. No shade to your last podcast that you're on. But, you know, we're so happy to have you here and, like, talk about the fam. I emailed you some questions, and I was like, all of these are so related to just one part of your life, and you have so many things going on, more than anyone I know, I feel like, but we're going to mainly talk about the fam. Beautiful. Um, do you want to kind of just quickly, or not so quickly, explain what the fam is? And then yes. we'll kind of jump backwards. Perfect. Great. Okay, so the FAM stands for Female Athlete Mission, um, and basically the heart behind it is it is like a community of female athletes talking super honestly about their sport, their faith, um, and just life, like all the things that come with life as an athlete. And I'm not totally sure. I mean, at this point, I would say the diff there's different avenues of what the fam is, but it's kind of for high school and college female athletes. But there's also like a lot of retired athletes that really like it and feel really like can relate to it. And then moms and parents, I think, really like it too. Um, but it's an online community. So we have a blog and a podcast and Instagram. I kind of think of those as kind of the three avenues of content mm -hmm. because the Instagram is like mini blog posts. Then I have the blog website and then podcasts. So yeah. And we have stickers. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Actually, so we also have merch. <laughs> I texted so you in a tizzy the other day, like begging for an Algene with the fam. And you guys need to get on that for 2019. Oh, yes. Just as an aside. Wait, but. actually how perfect, like yeah. to get that light pink Nalgene with it. It's perfect. I was picturing it in my mind. I'm like, yeah. I've seen this. They have it. And then I texted you because I really need an Nalgene. And you were like, we don't have it. And I was like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. We need to get this done. Okay, perfect. Anyway, actually take doing one. it already. I yeah. mean, we've yes. already gotten so much done today. Um, but yeah. Um, can we back up? Yes, I know please. you guys are friends forever. Um, but what's your... <laughs> that sounded a little, a little bitter that like you're also our friend. Actually, oh, I think right. I met you first. Oh, so, there yeah. we go. There you go. Really? Yes. So who's um, really friends when I was, forever? I mean, I babysat once. Maybe oh, you twice. guys haven't been friends forever. 
Yeah. No. no. So fun. Just oh little gosh. baby friends. <laughs> so happy. Um, okay, but back it up. Yes. Um, for our listeners, yes. what was your like childhood? Obviously, you love sports. Um, and athletes. What did that look like when you were a kid? Yeah. Like, did you play everything? Did you just play soccer? Would, I don't know. What did that yeah. look like? Um, I always was like the sporty girl. I, I did um, junior lifeguards and I was not in junior lifeguards to have fun on the beach. I was on, I was in junior lifeguards for Thursday competition day yes. and I just <laughs> loved it. And so I was always love sports. I love competing. Um, I just, yeah, I've kind of always been into that. Um, I, I don't know, like, like I, I could go into kind of my testimony. I'm thinking like, I don't know. Are we Maybe like, like Reader's Digest okay. testimony light? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want my 45-minute <laughs> version? No, I'm just thinking, like, I didn't grow up a Christian, and so I, like, sports really was kind of like a god for me, and it was really important to me. Um, I kind of felt like, as I grew up from being a little kid, um, that was how I really got attention in life, was through sports and through achieving, and um, so for me, soccer kind of like asking that question, like all high school girls ask, but kind of like the, do I matter question? And soccer was what made me feel like I mattered. So um, I just think that that's kind of what catapulted me into what I'm doing now is realizing that your sport becomes, when your sport is that and it's everything, it can be super unhealthy. And really, no matter what like level you're in, that's something that um, we can be dealing with, especially in this culture where sports is so like, Glorified. glorified yeah yeah so um did you did it feel like that in high school I mean like what were the implications implications of soccer feeling like a god to you like yeah. did it feel like I mean it sounds like you're a good athlete and so or you are a really good athlete so clearly there was lots of like positive attention that came from that but was there I don't know were there harder times or were there times that you're like shoot maybe this isn't yeah I don't know or was it yeah great? well um I guess the funny thing is, is like, I think about just my personality now and how I'm just like a super passionate person and I have a hard, I guess the reason why at first I brought up kind of not being a Christian growing up is I feel like since I've come to faith in Jesus, I, that is like my passion. So I'm super passionate about that. And I feel like I've been able to see kind of more clearly the way that other things were in my life. And kind of hindsight. I, yeah. Right. And so when I look back, I'm like, what was I passionate about before? Because there's no way I've just changed completely as a person once I came to know Jesus, which I think, yes, I know I've got a ton of joy and purpose in my life aside from kind of any of the things I was working on. But I must have put all of my passion in like in achieving. sports. Yeah. So when I look back, I see that. I see how much achieving mattered because I saw how high and low I would get. Um, but depending on my performance now, like when I, at the time, I didn't know that at all. I just never felt good enough. So mm -hmm. growing up, it was like, there's always a better athlete. There's always yeah. someone better. So I think that's more, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So you're in high school and you're thinking about kind of just like achieving, achieving. And even if you're not even realizing it, yeah. like you are able to now, um, did you ever kind of look around at that time wanting at the very least, just even other female, you know, community that maybe wasn't even faith-based at that time, but that, um, could kind of pull you out of that world or was that, that's not even on the horizon yet for you? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like high school is such a selfish time. Mm -hmm. Like you're just thinking about yourself and you're trying to figure out 
like how to live, right. you know? So I don't think that I really knew that that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I always loved team sports. Like that's what I wanted to do. Versus um, an individual sport. Yeah. Like you liked that. Yeah, I did. I always liked community. community. Yeah. And, um, like actually when I think about it, even in high school, I was the kind of girl who would see that someone was discouraged and text them after and be like, Hey, I just want you to know, like the coach was only, um, you know, like, like chewing you out because in a bad mood. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, because like, you're the best person we have as our center back and mm-hmm. I believe in you and like that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. did that even then. So I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that answers. No, I mean, I think the answer is that no, you didn't have yeah. that idea yet, but the like roots of what that would become like mm-hmm. were already planted. Yeah. Um, cool. So you're in high school, you're crushing it as an athlete at Newport Harbor High School. Go Tars. And oh, yeah. um, Go what? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's sailors, what? but we also call it tars. Oh, right. Yeah. I but, thought you were saying you didn't know oh, as a no, I thought it was oh, the sailor. What is a tar? Like tar? It would be like, it would be like, I think it's like a nickname for a sailor, like an old timey nickname for a sailor. How funny. Okay, great. We'll fact check later, but just know that tars is like the real local mascot great. of the Harbor. I've just shown my hand say that I am <laughs> not a real local, even after 20 years. Um, so anywho, you're looking towards college. What did that look like for you? Wanting, I'm sure wanting to continue being an athlete. Yeah. By I'm sure, I mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing here, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's a big part because I knew that I, like I was saying earlier, I think that I got a lot of my value in and my worth in soccer. So I felt like, I guess, like a, a big fear that I had, and I think that this is still just being it real, like keeping it real here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like this fear that I, um, like, that I'm a nobody. Hmm. Like a fear that no one really cares, my life doesn't really matter. Like that kind of feeling. So I think that soccer made me feel like a somebody. And Hmm. I, like, you know, if I could get in the newspaper, then I felt like I was really somebody and people cared about me or whatever. And so when it came to college, I'm like, I have to play Division One, And I have to play at the top because that will make me feel more of somebody or something. I think that's how I felt. Right. So that's how I'll Chasing matter. that yeah. idea. Right. Yeah. And so when I was going throughout that process, um, there were these smaller schools that were pursuing me a little bit. And like, I just didn't even know what I wanted. I just knew that I wanted to feel more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I went after University of Oregon. And I was a walk-on technically there. It was kind of like a recruited walk-on situation where they said, come fit in the summer and you'll be on the team. And um, had re- good relationship with like my coach, knew their coach. So there was a lot of communication and, and I just put all my eggs in that basket because dream play Pac-12 soccer. Like, and to be honest, I wasn't good enough, but I've, n- I never was the best like at the beginning, but I always was good at working my way up places. Mm-hmm. So I just figured like, get me in and I can, and I'll, I can figure it out there. Right. And, um, after two weeks there in the summer, I, they dismissed me basically. And they told me like, actually there's not going to be space for you on this team. And of course the great line of like, we think you're a great person. Yeah. (laughs) 
And we, meanwhile, but we just like, want to be friends. Yes. Like, it's not you, it's us. Like, it's like, whatever. And I like immediately. This is shocking eyes, because you're wearing an Oregon soccer jacket right now. I was going to say that. so funny. Well, okay. I kind of, so, okay. I'm wearing a rain jacket right now because it's raining out that says Oregon soccer on it. And it's my only jacket that's truly waterproof, mm-hmm. of course, because the Oregonians get it because it's always raining there. Right. But I kind of hate wearing the jacket because then people make assumptions and then they want to talk about like, you know, whoa, you were like, you played soccer at Oregon. I'm like, well, do you really want to know? Just say yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes I do, but (laughs) (laughs) not always because, you know. It's up there with I wrote at Texas. It's a long story, but the answer is yes, okay, I did. Okay, perfect, yeah. Sometimes it's an opportunity to, like, tell my story, yeah. and that's good, but... On a rainy always. day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On a rainy anyway, day, so what did you the do answer after- is just yeah. yes, yes, and then walking away. Yes. <laughs> so um, what did you do after the two weeks? I don't know okay. the story at all. I'm like, yeah, so, the edge of my chair, literally. Oh, So am I, actually, just because, I don't know, getting <laughs> close to my... deep chairs. That's yes. probably... <laughs> <laughs> that's why. We don't want to, like, lounge back. So I... Totally had an identity crisis. Like, also, I had a boyfriend, and he was at home. My family was at home. There was no sun out in Oregon. Like, actually, it was just really rainy and gloomy all the time, and I was such a beach person. So it just, it was a really hard season of trying to figure out, like, am I, what is my life now? Like, who is Natalie without, like, her family, her boyfriend, and Mm -hmm. soccer? It just felt like that was what was me. So, um... I decided to stay at Oregon um, because I didn't really want to quit. And I wanted to just, and also, of course, the coach told me, um, stay fit over this, the fall right. and then come email me at the beginning of the year um, in, in January. Kind of carrot, and, carrot yeah. dangling. Yes. Yeah. And of course, I reached out to him, didn't respond, reached out to him again. Finally, he said something like, yeah, we're full or something. Like, ugh. anyways. So, um, Note to listeners, clean break always. Yes. Seriously. Okay, go on. <laughs> Life skills. So <clears throat> then I tried out for the club soccer team and continued to play soccer, which was great. But this was kind of the season of my life where I just started to ask the questions and really want them answered about life. Because of that, this like big identity crisis, I'm like, who am I? And um, my boyfriend had become a Christian. Well, he was a Christian kind of his whole life, but like freshman year of college, that catapulted him back into his faith. And I was terrified of that because I felt really like not into it and didn't know what to say. But one day I was super homesick and I just was so feeling like, why am I here? I came here to play soccer. Why am I here? And he, um, told me to look up the he looked, he told me Google Proverbs. So I Googled Proverbs and found something that popped out of just like totally popped out on the screen. And it said like, trust in the Lord and he will make your path straight. And I was like, I have no path. Like I feel so lost. I don't know who Lord is, but I want a path. Mm -hmm. So, um, like the next day I was finally by myself in my dorm room and I just decided to pray to whoever this Lord was. And I think that was the first time I was super honest with how I was feeling. And I just kind of prayed like, God, if you're real, this is how I feel. Like I feel alone. I don't feel like I matter. Why did you take soccer away? If you, you know, like what is going on? Why did you do this? And like, if you're here, just like help me, um, give me another, like give me a path kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, like 
honestly had an out-of-body, supernatural, crazy moment where I felt the presence of God. I leapt to my feet and like felt almost like a light switch inside of me. Like, what just happened? Like, wanted to like dance and I started to laugh, but I still had tears coming down my face because I had been sobbing while I prayed. And it just kind of, it was the biggest turning point in my life because all of a sudden um, something like gave me joy and totally changed my direction of like, now I just need to find out who God is because whoever I just prayed to, either I have lost my mind and I'm giggling while I'm crying like a crazy person or whoever I prayed to was in the room with me. And I, I just jumped out of my chair and, or my, I guess I was on my knees and I just was like, I need to learn who God is. And the rest of that year was really about me playing club soccer and just like kind of having the joy of soccer come back because I was playing just for fun. I wasn't playing to earn anything Mm -hmm. and learning more about God and really God reshaping my purpose and my, like who I was and that soccer was not who I was. Soccer was something I did, but that suddenly I, I have identity in God. I have purpose in God. I have like, um, so much more to me than just soccer. And it was so exciting. And I seriously still feel like, you know, that was seven or eight years ago that I'm still learning about what that even means and going deeper and still like being freed from the feelings of like, I need to perform to feel like I matter. I need, Mm. you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, were there people in your community on your club team or, um, yeah, I guess in your club team or even just in class or dorm or whatever that you felt like you could talk to about the, the who I am I aspect and not just God, but like, what is the sport? What is, yeah. I mean, did, yeah. Did you yeah. have, yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about like, who did you, so that all, that all happens in your dorm. Yeah. Like, did you like, just, I'm picturing like the 10 minutes after yeah. and you're like, <laughs> and then oh, what I'm happened? running around my dorm <laughs> down the halls. You guys, I don't know what happened. Yeah. No, but like, do you call, do you call your boyfriend? Do you call like your like sister like in soccer you know like you don't have a soccer like, but yeah. you know what I mean like who do you call who do you talk to you're just like walking around Oregon yeah. being like oh, I don't know what to do totally. with this but more like Aunt Liz yeah. who do you turn to yeah so maybe? I'm even envisioning like I don't know like at school when you're figuring out classes like you have the school counselor or whatever like in sports do you have that person like is that your coach no. is yeah. that not your co- <laughs> like if it's not your coach is there someone that's helping you figure all of that out oh my gosh I love that because actually that is exactly kind of the role that I want to be in people's lives and the fam is being that for somebody during those big things because there isn't anybody. And a lot of people are struggling with these things or having these big realizations about life and they don't have anyone to go to. Well, mm-hmm. and it's, sorry, I was just going to say like as beautiful as the parent relationship is, like I, I think sometimes parents and sports can get so totally like the water gets so muddy of parents wanting to achieve through their kids or having if you're at coming and they're paying for your tuition yes, or, or just or like seeing yeah. your kid on some tra- trajectory and then all of a sudden they're like oh I'm not going to play anymore and mm-hmm. you think like oh my god like yeah I think it, it's potentially hard for parents to have perspective maybe in that totally. and to hold it loosely yeah. at all totally. whereas yeah and there and I mean it's crazy because my parents really didn't put that much pressure on me. So I don't know where it came from. Like, I think, I think you're a naturally competitive person when you came over and we were talking about what you did and you said that you went to CrossFit and that you beat your husband. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Because <laughs> I definitely wasn't putting pressure on you yeah, to have had a good exactly. workout yesterday, but. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that, okay, Natalie, this is what, you are, I mean, we talk about this all the time, just for the listeners who don't know you, is the most competitive person I've ever met so in my entire fun. life. Gosh, I kind of don't like that because. No, because it's like it saying that me thing. not being competitive yeah. is a bad thing. Yeah. We're just different. But yeah. you, like where I might be in your life, the least competitive person, you, for me, are the most competitive so person. Funny. Well, okay, here's what I think it is. I think I really enjoy competing, but yeah. I don't know if it's where I'm at in life right now, but I don't feel like I need to win. Like it's not. I don't know. And maybe you just that's don't want to lose. That's just me being like, so I don't know. Cause I really don't feel like I'm uh, whatever. Okay. Well, I think you could be super competitive and have good sportsmanship. <laughs> yes. This okay, is what whatever. I'm trying to talk to my, <laughs> oh my gosh, take that Oregon jacket off. Um, this is what I am trying to talk to my boys about because I think in some ways they are super competitive about the dumbest things. Thank you. Like whatever, but that you can still have good sportsmanship. Like yeah. the, the, well, and you can want to win. Yes, the yeah. drive to want to win can bad. be totally yeah, self-motivating. Yeah. We don't have to be like talking trash to the guy that's five feet behind you. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Or like thinking that you're a worthless it. person if you lose at something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That self-worth isn't tied up in it yeah, as much exactly. as just like motivation to do your best. Here's what I think is the difference is like if say if you're a player and you enjoy competing and you like winning and that's just kind of the way that God has wired you and say you have a bad game or you're not starting or you're not playing and then your coach doesn't notice you or you're when you're not playing super well your parents aren't really commenting on your play they're just silent they give you the silent treatment not on purpose but just more like they, don't they only say. yeah they yeah. only want to celebrate they know how to celebrate when you do well or when you score goals or say you're not playing as well and your parents don't go to watch you or whatever that makes it feel like i i don't get attention i don't get love unless yeah. i'm achieving because that's kind of the difference is like you can be a competitive person. That's a great way that coaches and teachers and parents can look at it is like I need to treat the bench player or the red shirt player or um, whatever, the girl that's never going to really be an athlete, the same as the star mm-hmm. um, and give them just as much love and attention because then it won't become all about, them. you know, winning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to answer your first question, I don't know. Do you want me yeah, to Yeah, yeah. No, I do. Because yeah. um, it seems like that role is missing, and yeah. maybe that is what... Yeah. I, <laughs> I um, hit my funny bone. It's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Just a little tingling. I'll, I'll survive. <laughs> Keep going. Um, right. So, yeah, like, was that role... Did, was that role missing in your experience? Yeah, it definitely was. I don't know who I would have gone to. I didn't have a pastor. I didn't have a mentor. Like, growing up, it... Um, yeah, there's not really anyone that was like pouring into my like life, whatever that means. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know what I did that day, like where I went or what I did. I feel like I just laid on my bed and was like, like with my jaw dropped, like what just happened? Right. Um, and I know that it kind of spun me. Like then, oh, a couple weeks later, I ended up going to a young life group and meeting people to try to. Uh, have community and answer some of the questions I had and learn and grow. Like I deeply wanted that. Um, so, but yeah, I didn't have that. And that's a really, that's a really good point. And I think that coaches, um, also can play that role, but they're so caught up in winning and like the Oregon coach didn't really care about what this meant for me. He just cared about his team. So, um, can we shift a little bit to talk about FCA and just what your involvement was with FCA in college or, I mean, that's yeah. your job now. Yeah. And then how that launched 
you into so doing what, the family. Yeah, what gets fast. you back? Yes. No, 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 don't go fast. You have oh, yeah. plenty of time. Okay. But like you're at Oregon, like you go back to like yeah, how long give did us you stay? kind of a quick like yeah. how did you get down to SCA mm-hmm. basically? So I decided to stay a full year at Oregon. My dad, this is actually a funny story and I'll just tell it, but I was home for Christmas break and at that point, okay, this actually is funny. I, okay, I came back, and at that point, I hadn't gone to, it must have been, I had that moment in my room right before Christmas break. I come home for Christmas break, and I'm telling people that I found God, whatever that means. Right. Like, and people, I don't know if people asked me questions, and I didn't know how to answer them, but I was just like, I found God. So I was kind of just running around like that, and my dad said, and I told my dad, like terrified, I was like, Dad, I don't want to go back to Oregon. And he told me, well, you're going back because you're finishing out the year. You're not going to just come home and, and like sleep on the couch. You're, you're going back and, you're, and let's make a plan then if you want to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful he did that because if I hadn't gone back to Oregon, that was where I really solidified my faith. I met, I went to an amazing church. I, um, got better at soccer cause I was just working out by myself a ton. So Um, but in that moment when he asked me, so then what is your plan? I said, Oh, well, I found this program in San Diego called Point Loma. Like, I didn't even think I called it a school. Like I didn't even know what it was. This thing in Point Loma and they have kinesiology and I think I want to switch majors. And he's like, okay, have you ever been there? And I said, no. And he said, okay, well then get in your car and go. So that day I got in my car and drove down to Point Loma and I met the soccer coach. Not even kidding. I walked into his office. I met him. I met the head of kinesiology. Like everyone just happened to be there within in the same office too. It's all in the same like sports exercise office and just left there and thought, I think I'm going to go there actually. Like that wasn't just a really right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went back to Oregon, you know, had all that decided to transfer to Point Loma. It's a small Christian school in San Diego, um, right on the ocean. I played there for three years, um, finished my soccer eligibility. Uh, I guess not, but do you still have a year of eligibility? I do. I know. So good to know. I Just know. Kidding. Oh my gosh. I've actually totally like wanted to I didn't use mean, that. I didn't mean to bring yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sort of subject. But it is crazy. God it's definitely, yeah. God definitely led me out of soccer as far as I, as a player. Um, my senior year, I had really bad foot issues. And so I, I know graduated. As a runner. Yeah, you do. I love it. I still have four years of eligibility. Maybe we could talk about that yeah. at, the, at the end of the Lindsay, podcast. Is it possible Actually, to transfer eligibility? Because Lindsay and I could give you eight years well, of eligibility. <laughs> this isn't supposed to make you feel old or anything, but there is like an NCAA clock. And it's something like oh. 10 semesters. Once you've started your first semester, you get like 10 semesters. Something like you have... There's a measurement of... Although, you know what? I'm there only 42. Mormon I'm probably that pre- go on their... <laughs> They go on their mission and then come back as like 24 year old and they, and they just like kill They're only gone for like two years. Yeah. And I think maybe they don't, something happens. I don't know. But anyways, uh, maybe you can, maybe, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I think I might be, do you think I'm still like Olympic eligible? For sure. As long as you haven't been paid, you know, Olympians can be like whatever age, as long as they qualify. Yeah. Okay, so you transferred to Point Loma, you played soccer for three years. Play there, decide to end my soccer career, basically, and move back to Orange County, um, which at the time was kind of devastating in little ways because I think I always wanted to go do, like, big and crazy things. I don't know 
I don't know, actually, because I wanted to be with my boyfriend. I wanted to be back home. But uh, it just kind of felt like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really hard to walk away from soccer due to an injury and that kind of feeling. But um, I moved home and right away, I just knew that what I really wanted to do immediately was go and tell all the mini-me's that are walking around Newport Mesa area that were just like me that didn't know about God. I wanted to tell them about God because I felt like for 18 years, I walked around here knowing that people around me were Christian, um, knowing that they you know, knew all these things, but I was like just this typical insecure high schooler that was so focused on achieving in soccer, was throwing myself on boys because it made me feel better, like was doing all those things. And I wish someone just said, you don't have to do this. Like, I love you. God loves you. Like you have such a, you have, you're more than this. Like I wish someone told me that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's motivated me to do what I'm doing now. So I, I came back and started coaching at the high school that I graduated from. And that kind of led, I mean, I've been a little all over the place. I did a year of seminary, which is like Bible college, because I thought I was going to go into maybe like ministry that way. Um, and somewhere along the line, along that way, I got approached by FCA, about, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, about starting a soccer-specific ministry within Orange County. And um, I decided to do it. And now I've done it for almost three years, which is crazy. So crazy. That is like long-term commitment. I've, that's, <laughs> that's the longest thing I've ever done, other than, you know, now I'm married and stuff. So I guess. But you've been with FCA thing. longer than you've been married that's to Trevor. True. But I have dated Trevor longer than... Trevor, by the way, spoiler, is the like, boyfriend turned boyfriend, husband yes. and now is your husband. Yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm like, I, yeah. Okay. So at some point, so you're doing, F, you're working for yeah. FCA, you're FCA and, but you're feeling like, but you're involved soccer yeah. because you're not doing enough and you aren't busy not. enough yes. yeah. and you have a total of what? 10 minutes of downtime a week. You're like, gotta <laughs> fill that 10 minutes. So you're thinking like what, what feels like, and not to like, you know, dis anything you're doing at FCA mm-hmm. but what felt like what you're not getting done at FCA that you still wanted to get done like where's the gap yeah. so the fam so as far as like how I started the fam where do you think of that thing. idea yeah so because you're already working with youth you're mm-hmm. already working in soccer like you're doing like what anyone else around you would think is like oh yeah. this is the best job for you this is awesome but where were you thinking where was your head at thinking like uh I'm still seeing this. I know you just kind of touched on that of like getting to, but talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, so within my job, I kind of see myself as like a chaplain to the soccer community in Orange County. So I do a lot of one-on-one, just like meeting with high school and college girls, small group Bible studies or whatever, and then team activities where I'll run like a team bonding activity or like a fear workshop or something to like help them on their on the field and stuff that's where you like Um, lock them in a room with snakes and stuff yeah help them face their fears (laughs) seriously get Um, over it girls but exactly (laughs) i signed you up for that Lindsay. i hate you (laughs) see okay i feel like when i hear like competitive like i'm this like achiever person i that makes me feel like i'm this like tough love tough person but i don't feel like i'm like that at all you're not at all i I think that's your own stereotype Stereotype. you're right because it's like me i'm gonna bring it back to me yes hi 
Um, but it's like when people say that I'm not competitive and they assume that just means I'm like a lazy bum. And yeah. it's like, no, I just don't. That's not where my energy goes. It's not what I'm attracted to. Totally. You're, no, you're inspired to, in different ways. Exactly. Yeah. It has, yeah. there's, you, of course, there's negative yes. connotations of competitiveness. Yes. And of course, negative connotations of non-competitiveness because that's stereotyping. Yes. And that's fine. Whatever. We all do it. But I don't think that that is an issue. It's just, it's who you are. It's like you were saying, it's how you're wired. Yeah, just that's, as an okay. aside. That's a good point. Thank we'll you talk, we talk about this constantly, and yes. we're going to keep talking about it forever, but I'm glad that it's getting brought up yeah. on record. Exactly. Lindsay, do you think that Natalie's competitive in a, in a terrible way? Oh, oh my else. gosh, you, oh you definitely get your terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the fam. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, okay, so the, the gap that I was feeling of... Um, Gosh, oh, okay. So what I do, meet with them, do all that stuff. I started to realize that a lot of the same problems and issues and things that girls were struggling with were the same. And it felt like I can't reach all of them. They don't aren't all going to have a chaplain that is there for them. Um, they don't have... It's kind of like when a girl goes off to Oregon and she gets cut from the team, who's she going to call? I can't be that person to everyone kind of feeling. So There's just not enough Natalie to go around. Yeah, well, I would But you want to be able to yeah. be yes, that person. I, I want to be just because I know that there's like every, every single... I mean, we're all struggling. <laughs> and we all just need someone to invest in us. But I knew that growing up... In, at least in this area or whatever, like no one chose to invest in me, you know, I didn't have that. And so I want to be that for everyone. And I love encouraging people and I love inspiring people. And so I wanted a way to do that for more, I don't know, more, Yeah, just a, a bigger reach. Yeah, yeah. And also I wish I had that when I was in that space. I wish like when I was in college, I Googled like Christian athlete inspiration because I wanted to learn like, how do I get motivated? Not mm -hmm. by dirty rap music, but by God, like, <laughs> how do I get motivated? You know? Cause that's what all the other athletes are doing. And all I could find would be these huge football dudes pointing up to the sky after they score a touchdown. And I'm like, gosh, Don't relate to that at all. Yes. Yeah. Being a faithful follower of Jesus on a sporting team must be deeper than that. Like there's right. gotta be more. Like, what's going on in his heart? Like, I want to know more. Well, yeah. especially for someone that doesn't totally, doesn't have that relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm going to, that's I'm jumping ahead too far. But basically, it's like, you're not looking to fill the role of, like, a church youth leader. Although, all. you do that on the side. But, like... <laughs> side um, hustle, third job. <laughs> um, but, but, like, for the girls who don't even know to look for that. Like, you're Googling that in college and coming up short. But imagine the girls who were like you when yeah. you were in high school who aren't even really looking for it and are putting all their worth into all these things. And just need, they, they don't even realize it, but they just need someone to come alongside them and be like, you're doing totally. great. You're, you have value. You are worth, like, so much more than you even could realize. So I think that's, like, where, like, what is a huge part of the fam is not even totally catering to... Um, like just all Christian yeah. women. You're just more like, and that's what's cool about the fam. It's like female athlete mission. Yes, mission's kind of like a faith-based yeah. word, but also like but kind of not. people can just be like yeah. tricked into following, like, you know, getting to know you in a great way because they're just like, oh, cool. A woman who is crushing it at life and is inspiring and motivating. So how did that start? Like you have, go ahead. Did you have something to say? Um, I was just going to say, which maybe jumping ahead, maybe not. Um, <laughs> One of the things that I love about the fam is that you're bringing other voices into it. So, yeah, like, yes, it's right. your voice, and you're encouraging, but and rarely, you're inspiring. Actually. Um, yes, but I love and think it's amazing how many different women you have 
brought in either on podcasts or writing blogs or telling stories or Instagram photos or comments or whatever, but to hear everyone else's story. And I think that would be, yes, like so impactful of like, oh, I'm not the only one. And someone's not telling me about their one experience, like, oh, there's a whole community of us Mm -hmm. and we all dealt with it differently. And yeah. So I just love that, like giving other female athletes a platform to share their stories as well. I think is so cool. Yeah, totally. And going back to like, um, well, yeah, I think that... So how did you... I want to kind of get back to, like, how did you start that process? Like, you have this idea. Yeah, yeah like, what was step one? What was step well, one? Well, I... That... The... Having other women share was, like, the main thing that I was starting was I wanted it to be community because... So, a, another thing that I didn't bring up, but I didn't realize that what I was struggling with, things like body image. I didn't realize that other female athletes also thought they were fat. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like, I was the only one that really struggled with this that was dieting and was like doing all these things and masking this kind of big issue I didn't realize that it was an issue because no one was talking about it and so I do feel like there are these messages and these things like performance anxiety and these things that we can talk about that are that are not necessarily revolved around faith but that can that are really just things that we're all experiencing yeah and so um one like kind of where I got was just thinking there's so many women that are figuring these things out and learning them the hard way. They're going through it, they're experiencing it, and they have something to say, but they have nowhere to say it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought if I could, if we could create a a like medium or a place for them to share, then they would, we would all inspire each other. And we would all be able to, I think there's kind of like threefold of what's happening. I think that... Um, well, I think we're really encouraged. It's an opportunity to like really encourage and inspire younger athletes or just other athletes and help them feel like they're not alone, bring up these things. But also the platform it is to have someone share, like for them, for someone to be able to share their, their story, story is huge. And they don't know that what they're sharing could be life-changing or that God could really use it in a girl's life or that suddenly they feel like, oh, I'm a leader. Like, I don't have to be a captain of my team to be a leader. I don't have to be a, a, a like, uh, professional D1 athlete. D1 right. athlete. Yeah. I don't need to be a professional speaker to have a voice. Like, I can have a voice through this. And I think that's I, one of those powerful things for to ask young girls is, like, I mean, maybe not this directly because it might be scary for a 14-year-old. Tell but your story. What's, what's yeah. your story? Because, A, that just shows them that they have a story, and, B, someone's asking them, like, it's one of the most, I think, impactful things is is being able to stop and ask somebody, like, tell me what you're about. What do you want to totally. be known for? What, from your perspective, has your life been so far? And especially for teenage girls. And what and, are you learning? Like, right, yeah. yeah. Knowing that you have something that you're learning that, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think there really is, like... I've done a few interviews with even high school girls and they're like, you want to ask me? Like, what do you, what do I, I'm like, yes, you're relatable. You're experiencing it. You're in it right now. Like, let's talk about it. Right. Um, and, and everything's so big at that age too. Totally. They have a lot to say. Like yeah. there's a lot going on totally. at that point. And it feels, yeah, they, it feels really big. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, but so what is, what, um, what is that space or that platform? I mean, we've touched on it, but yeah. did you start with the podcast or you started no, I, with the writing? Yeah, I started with the writing because it just felt like less big. And, oh, this was going to say, selfishly, I wanted somewhere to share. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like 
where do I, where do I put the things that I've learned or that I want to share? I don't want to really put it on my own account because it feels kind of self-promotion. It also feels a little bit like that's not my audience here. My audience, my normal, I shouldn't say audience, but like my community on my normal social media is like friends, family, that kind of feeling. And so it felt like, like if I'm feeling this, like I want to create that for others kind of thing. So I started with the blog because it was kind of the easiest and started to reach out to the people that I knew super well. And kind of in the middle of this, I went to play soccer at North Carolina for a summer with a Christian organization. And I met a ton of rad women who play sports and who are like coaching now. And they're just in awesome positions. And female coaches are, there's not a lot of them. And they're just, I just love hearing kind of their journey. And Mm -hmm. so that was super cool to kind of connect with them. And I just started to network that way. And then someone would say, Oh, I have a friend that I think would be great to write a podcast or write an article. Um, and I literally figured out as I went, I truly am not a techie person at all. I have no idea what I'm doing. And Julia saw me a few times when I was so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with like, I'm creating this, but I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing or what's the algorithm on Instagram. And, um, something that I've really struggled with, with social media side is like, I have this story, this woman's story and this thing that is super important to them. And I think could be so important to so many people. How do I steward this? Well, Mm -hmm. if I just throw it online, people aren't going to see it. If I put it, if I, then I start worrying, like if I post it the wrong time, it's not going to get on people's feeds. They're not going to see it. And then I'm not stewarding their story. Well, and I, and you don't want to turn it into clickbaity yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, oh, and I did. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't want to go that way. Um, but yet, how do I get it in front of people because I really care about it? And so that's kind of been like what I faced from day one. But as far as like how I started, I mean, I I thought of a name. I like asked a friend that was really good at graphic design. It's a genius name. That kind so of stuff. Good. It's the, like the name yeah. is so Kudos, good. Kudos, Trevor Lawrence, my husband. He's very creative and he. Of fam. He thought of it. <laughs> Does that pain you to admit? Not at all, actually. But <laughs> okay, like, we're not going to call is, it the ma'am. This so. just shows, yeah. This just shows how actually like juvenile I am, and how not attention to detail I am. I'm really not at all. I have had, and this is still on there. I need to change it. But on um, the girl that did, made my logo, shout out Haley Regis. If you need a logo, you could do that. Or Julia Patton. She's all no Haley. Okay, just kidding. No, yeah, you're good. Okay, don't so, worry about um, it. <laughs> Thanks. Though. Yes. So um, I think it's at Red Designs. If you want to follow her, <laughs> sponsor. Uh, and uh, um, she made it where it said female athletes mission instead of female athlete mission. Oh. And Is it still like that. So I have different things everywhere that have they're they're different. One says female athlete, some say... No one's ever noticed. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't know if I should be take that personally. Or <laughs> I think it's one of those like brain things where your brain yeah. corrects it. Okay, so you're starting the fam. What are your fears? Like, did you have any fears at that point of starting it? Or just were you all steam, all steam ahead? Full steam ahead. <laughs> were you just full of steam, a total lie? No, exactly. but like, what were you thinking? And was that like just daunting and... Did you have any planning that went into just, like, how you can monetize it? Are you monetizing it? Like, I want to kind of get into that side of it. Yeah. Well, I'm not monetizing it right now. And I, like, I would love for that to be, like, a future of it. Um, And I I sometimes hesitate to dream super big like that about it. Although at the beginning, those were kind of in on, like, the back of my mind a lot. Um, 
because right now it's just so authentic and it's also a tool. It's a ministry tool for me. And it's something that I share with a lot of girls I work with. And also I've connected with a lot of other FCA and athletes in action people, which are both um, like athlete ministries and they're using it as a tool for their, just as a ministry tool to Mm -hmm. share around. So part of me is like, you know what, that's organically where it is. And the pressure to grow it is terrifying because like, it's just, it's slow. Right. And unless I have a lot of money to put into it, it's like, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not an editor. And yet here I am editing these articles and I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's like, I've, I've run this fully on passion Mm -hmm. and that's, Cattled, like catalysted me forward. Is that the word? Catalyst? Catapulted? I don't know. Maybe that's the word. It's a catalyst for you moving forward. Yes. It's catapulted, catapulted you forward. Me. Thanks, um, Julia. But I had the one moment, like I had a, a month where I was feeling really low about it. Mm-hmm. Of like, where is this going? Mm-hmm. I guess a fear is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this and no one's going to care. No one's going to listen to it. No one's going to, or no one's going to read it. Um, it's just something I'm really p- putting myself out there with and whatever point. Yeah. And at that time I kind of started feeling really low, like, gosh, the Instagram's not really growing. I'm not really getting more subscribers. So in order to like fuel my fire of passion, I started the podcast, which was a dream I had at the beginning, but it felt too big. And I just figured, you know what, if I did like every other week, I could do that. You know, I talk to people basically for a living. Like it's, I do a lot of one-on-one stuff. I'll just, I'll just record it kind of thing. Um, and so the podcast has been one of the most exciting, fun things and has, has really in my, uh, for me, like, um, fueled me the net for like another seven months. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here feeling like, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going. Like, I don't know if it's ever going to make money. Sometimes I'm like, I would love to create, um, more like content that I could sell or maybe even make a book out of all these stories mm-hmm. or have merch and I could sell the merchandise like shirts and water bottles. Like, you know, by the way, I love all of those ideas. Yeah. I think that part of me feels like my right now, I don't, I just don't have the energy to mm-hmm. really put that in. Although it's, a, it's there and I, and I could see the dream of right. it kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but m- yeah, and right, and I don't want it to conflict with FCA as far as money. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I just, I don't know. And I would love, like, part of me was like, maybe if I could get some people to donate to the fam, almost like a, um, it, nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. And, and if they believe in the mission, then we can, it, cause it is a mission. It's a mission to encourage, and inspire female athletes and to, and to talk about God and to lead like us closer to the Lord. So I feel like it really, like people could believe in it and get behind it, but, um, I just haven't done it. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I, yeah, you're so awesome. You are doing it though. You're not, not doing anything. You're totally doing it. You're completely moving forward with the original idea, which is to spread your love of sports and, Mm -hmm like women and like young athletes and bringing them together in a community. And you've 100% achieved that. So who cares if it ever makes like a dollar because you're being, you're being totally encouraged by it. I know for a fact that you're encouraging Lindsay and I like, how many times have I, (laughs) I feel like responded or sent you things of like, I am a much retired high school cheerleader and I love that article or whatever it was. You have no idea how much (laughs) that means. And I'm, I mean, I have kids that are, I have boys though. I don't even have 
girl athletes, but it's still like, I feel like the articles are so relatable or the one you wrote on body image, I sent to my mom and it literally like sparked a conversation between us that we had not been able to have that honest conversation, me telling my story and her hearing it, but her hearing someone else's story, she was like, Oh, that's how you felt. I mean, she's 70. Holy cow. Like, so so I feel like, yes, there's so much content that I think the the base of women that could be impacted yeah. by it and the conversations it could start is huge. Yeah, so that's so cool. Um, so yeah, I love, yeah. I love all of it. Here's what's cool about where we are today. Like we're on a podcast called actually doing it. The whole point is just kind of diving in and just trying things. And the entire point of this was like us talking about our in progress. Like we, Lindsay and I specifically wanted to talk to people that have not, they're not retired after selling their company for, you know, $1 billion and are just we'll like... interview you after that point too. Yeah, Perfect. right. We'll, we'll, talk to you. we'll talk to you then. But, um, but like getting to have these conversations of like just that you... The victory is that you're literally yeah. already doing it. Exactly, and that is yeah. what's so huge. And like Lindsay just said, you don't even know who you're reaching and you don't know who you're going to reach. And so the question marks and the like unknowns are like my favorite part of hearing people's story and hearing your story and hearing your journey because it just goes to show that like you wouldn't even have gotten to those questions if you hadn't started in the first yeah. place and you surely in a year from now will be looking back at those questions and having some more clarity to totally. some, and having 10 more questions that you don't even realize you're even going to be thinking about a year from now you know so yeah. and even like I started this November of 2017 so it's been it's really a little bit new. over a year yeah which but even the fact that I, I think when I started it, I was just thinking, I'm just going to try this. Exactly. Like, this is a dream, a desire I have mostly because it's a tool I wish I had as an athlete. I want to have as a, as a minister Resource, and yeah. as a coach and just like, I want to be inspired by people. And so I, it's something I really wanted and I just thought I would try it. And the fact that I'm still doing it a year, like over a year really is, I think a testament to that, um, I mean, first of all, just trying it. Yeah. And then also, I really think that... We call it actually doing it exactly, here. Exactly. Actually doing it. Yeah, just trying it. <laughs> we'll take actually that back. Doing it. Yeah. It's a testament to Please what? Please take that out. It's a actually, testament to what? Actually, actually doing, doing it. it. Thank you so much. And, and really, like, it does take a lot of courage. It took a lot of courage to step out. But because I had friends like you, Julia, that really believed in it too and, and just said, just actually do it. <laughs> It's exactly what we said. Yeah, actually, um, it's different than just yes, do it. Is, yeah, is, yeah. It's I totally different. Really, you might have heard that may once, or may but... not be familiar with just do it. It's different. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to also. That's nice. Thanks, Nat. Yeah. And That's I so also. Nice. So you need to surround yourself with people that will cheer you on. And especially when you're having a really bad day. Like I remember when, the, when it, I think I launched it or something, I called Julia and was like, I don't really feel like doing anything. I just want to celebrate. And she's like, go celebrate. And just totally encouraged me and was so excited for me to just like that I that I took a step launched it yeah Yeah. and really took it just felt really big for me and um so with be with people that celebrate and I also really think that like every time I felt really discouraged about it God has truly encouraged me like right in the moments that I needed Mm -hmm. like when someone reaches out and is like your article or this article really impacted me and I got to talk to my mom about body like that message meant so much and like it energized me for another month you know Mm -hmm. feeling like okay what I'm doing is is making an impact Mm -hmm. and um 
something really cool happened yesterday. Ooh, tell um, us. So I'm doing a week of red shirt stories. So when you're a college athlete and you take a year off and it doesn't count to your eligibility, usually it's because of injury or the coach wants to save you an extra year because he knows you're not going to get playing time. He or she, I should say. Um, you get a red shirt year. So it's taking a year off competition and it's really hard because it's isolating. You're not really a part of the team, but you're on the team. So I wanted to just take a week to talk about it and pull a bunch of stories and share them all. And there's this one girl that goes plays basketball at UCLA that I had met at an FCA event, and she's just so rad. And I had her write like a short, almost like a short blog post, and we posted it on Instagram. And she sent it to me originally, and it brought me to tears because of the way she said. She said, like, I originally felt so set aside, and then mm. I realized like after a time that God was really setting me apart mm. and all these things. And I like, I get chills just thinking about it. And yeah. I messaged her and I just said like, you made me cry. This is so well said. I cannot wait to put this out. And what she said to me was, thank you for an opportunity to share. She's, I wish I pulled it up before this, but she said something like, um, I write a lot of things, but then never have the courage to post them. Mm. So thank you for doing this or whatever. Oh. And that, that was so yeah. it is like, she's, she's she having needs this, a space. Yes. for that. Yeah. And so we posted it and it has literally been the most popular Instagram post alone that I've ever had. People are messaging and commenting on it. Like, this is exactly how I feel. And I'm seeing the girl who wrote the article uh, message them and they're messaging back and forth like, cool. you can do this. Nice. And mm. like, literally, like, it makes me want to cry right now because it's like the community. Like, yes. that's what I was longing for was I wanted it to be a community. I didn't want it to just be like a one-time, like, put out content, one and done. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to connect girls. Mm -hmm. And here I'm seeing like high school and college girls reach out to this fifth year senior at UCLA who's been through so much. And it just, yeah, so, so cool. That's oh, so, so good. Great. I was going to ask you, like, I feel like we have a couple questions left to wrap yeah. things up. But we'll like, fast. Well, but that's what I was going to say is what, what was your, what's your favorite part of the family? I feel like that's it, what you just yes. said. It's creating that and creating that community like when you said the name is genius because it's literally what you're doing yes. is creating a family and people who don't know each other and it's, it's just like the coolest thing to watch and I'm like so incredibly proud of you and it's like oh I'm just that's the best I love that story do you want to ask our very last signature question we ask all of our guests this question Ooh. what is your superpower Natalie that is such an interesting question <laughs> that takes a little okay well, full disclosure, I did send you these questions before. I did, so. and I saw it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel I so how. uncomfortable with the question because it feels so, like, self, like... Oh, whatever. Self-aggrandized. You know here we go. Go for it. Well, this okay, here's, space, here's yelling, what I can literally think Literally yelling into the mic, so I'm so sorry whoever's listening to this. And also, I always yell. You probably had to turn my volume down because when I get excited, I... I, I tried. I hope it's okay. For real, if you're yes. listening to this, like... The sound on this one's going to be a little weird. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Just, yeah. Um, so with that said, I think my superpower is literally enthusiasm. Totally. <laughs> if that can be superpower. Yes. Because I feel like it literally has allowed me to have joy and excitement about anything I'm doing. So, I mean, that's... I'm really lucky that mm -hmm. I have that. And also I feel like that it can make other people have joy and excitement for what they're doing, even if they don't know they have that. <laughs> so I oh think that nothing's better than someone cheering for you yeah. and like rooting you on and totally. Yes. Like being enthusiastic. Yeah. I when hope you don't that's for you. Yourself, yes. Yes. Even more. 
that's sometimes what I think when I'm with athletes and I'm like, I don't, I can't really help you. I can't really solve your problems at all, but I can just tell you, I am literally your number one fan and I, I'm cheering you on always in life. And I feel like if they walk away feeling that I believed in them, then it's a success. Totally. Cause we all need that. Right. Yeah, I love that so much. I love it too. Um, so where- if you're listening, I believe in you. Oh. So do I. And I believe in both of you guys. So do I. That's why I was a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> Literally. Where can we find you? Female yes. Athlete Mission. Is that the yes. your Instagram At handle? At Female Athlete Mission. And oh, gosh. What's the website you are The website is thefamblog.com. I'm not sure why I really want the the in there, but it just feels like it needs to be there. I might, yeah. At at Female Athlete Mission, Facebook and Instagram, and thefanblog.com. Great. Check it out. And honestly, like I said earlier, like whether you're a current athlete, a retired athlete, a NARP. Oh, yes. Is that what you call it? NARP. Non-athlete regular person. Yep. Did, did you invent that? No. Someone told me one day, but I have taken you it and really ran with it. it. And like, people, are, yes. people are using it now. Or I, you're like... I identify with that. Totally. Nerp, or hardcore. you're a fan or you're a parent of a athlete or yeah. a fan I think it's also relatable so check it, out it the really, fam honestly. we love it so much we are rooting for you oh, we you. love We're you and the fam. fan thank you love you and we can't wait for our water bottles oh yes oh, for real available yes. Stay on tuned. actually soon we'll oh, be talking about yes. yeah we'll be on oh yes, yes that okay would be great so cool. great idea more on that soon thanks Nat love you so much love you so much <laughs>